Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Paxson for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! MVP time! Windy City Assassin does it again! Five games into the season. I'm not sure this guy's falling yet, but it's not been great so far for the Bulls. They split games this week against Indiana and Dallas at Mavericks game. Oof, that was rough. We're going to dive into all of it and preview this in-season tournament that's starting this week around the NBA. We got a lot to get to on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench club member and Tennessee Vol C.J. Watson. C.J., I would say it's up and down, but, I mean, it's been a lot of down and maybe a little bit of up so far from this Bulls team. They still can't shoot. Yeah, not, not a lot of great things to talk about about this Bulls team so far, five games in. So, you know, uh, hopefully they can figure it out, you know, and find that kind of momentum and uh, just get a win and get on the winning streak. And they've gone loss, win, loss, win, loss. So, I mean, I guess they're due for another win. Who knows? <laughs> but they play Brooklyn on Friday to start this in-season tournament, which we're going to try and preview just because I don't know what to expect from this whole thing. This is brand new. I don't think anybody knows what to expect besides some unique, to say the least, court designs. Before we get to any of it, I'm going to tell you about our great sponsor, BetOnline.ag. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Can you believe college hoops starts in a week? BetOnline remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Anyone bet the Rangers to win the World Series this year? Congratulations to you. I don't know what the odds were, but they I guarantee you they were pretty good. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to the BetOnline website today, and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% bonus at BetOnline. It's where the games start. Also, we have an official store of the Believe Network. Shop.Believe.com, the official t-shirt of our program, though, is Jordan Pippen, 98, the last dance campaign-style shirt. Shop.Believe.com, there's a lot of great stuff there to support the network, the rapidly growing list of shows. Buy our shirt, though, Jordan Pippen, 98, the last dance. fits great, super nice. Shop.Believe.com is the place to be. The link is in my Twitter and Instagram bios. Two games this week for the Bulls. They played Indiana. Wasn't sure how that one was going to go. Dallas didn't have Kyrie Irving. The Bulls split those games. Probably should have beat Dallas. But let's start with the Indiana game, a team obviously you know well, CJ. Bulls 112, Pacers 105. Zach, DeMar, and Vooch all hit 20 points. Good morning, Vooch. Vooch woke (laughs) up. That's a good sign. That was something that was really good to see because we said – he needs to wake up. He's starting to wake up a little bit. 
Yeah, it was good to see Butch get involved, get uh, get a lot of baskets, easy baskets. And uh, just for the big three to all, uh, each of them score 20 points or over 20 points in the, in one game was a good sign. And uh, obviously didn't keep it up for the next game, but, you know, it was a good sign for that game and for them to be all in, uh, all in sync and all on the same page. Yeah, that Pacers team was red hot to start the year, and the Bulls beat them in a game in which they shot 17 threes. They shot 17. Did not make, <laughs> they didn't make 17. They shot 17 threes and found a way to win that game. That Look, a win's a win. It feels great to, to win a game, and winning cures all, obviously. I still didn't feel better after that game, and the Mavs lost 114-105 to 105, didn't help either. This team is still stuck in the mud, and I know it's early. It's a long season. I said it's at the top, five games out of 82. Long way to go, but this they're stuck in neutral right now. Yeah, you would like to see some, you know, positive signs going forward, you know, game by game. And I feel like every game we're just talking about the same thing, uh, lack of chemistry, lack of effort, um, just getting, you know, bullied or, you know, hustle hustle plays, uh, which, you know, can make or break a game. Then also just uh, I feel like the three-point uh, shooting, I think, uh, obviously, the Bulls are the greatest three-point shooting team. So with the new era, the NBA, you don't really have to fall into that trap. But uh, they just got to play to their strength. And obviously, shooting threes is not their strength. So let's try to, you know, play in that mid-range, play through the post through Vooch, and maybe just get out and transition and get some easy buckets. You're not going to win too many games when you shoot 17 threes and only 17 threes. I, yeah. I don't know. if I, I always say it's better to be lucky than good. <laughs> but at some point, your luck's going to run out. And you've also got to be better than you were against the Mavs because you gave up 24 second chance points to Dallas, a team that did not have Kyrie Irving playing. And they missed, this team missed five straight threes in one possession. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that's possible. You just, <clears throat> they make it and they just kept getting the ball back and they, none <laughs> of them went in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy you know, to see that. And uh, like I said, maybe they're not practicing threes. Uh, maybe they need to obviously more, but Hopefully they gotta get back in the gym and, and get that get that uh that shot selection better. And uh, like I said, just just play to their strengths. I think this is the biggest thing. Like I said, they're just trying to fall to this new NBA era of shooting threes and uh, just get them up. And sometimes a lot of these threes are bad shots. So I like shots where you're getting uh good threes off dribble drives and kicks or off a, off an offensive rebound stuff like that. So uh, just better shot selection from the three point line. I tweeted at you during the game. I'm rethinking my shooter shoot. Like I've been all about okay, they're gonna go in. <laughs> They're going to go in and keep shooting. You miss five straight like that. Man, like, I I don't get how this team is still – I was told this new shooting coach was going to come in and change <laughs> everything. All I heard about was this new shooting coach, a new player development coach. Yeah. It's the same damn thing. Yeah, no uh, no offense to the shooting coaches, but we had a shooting coach when I was in Orlando, and they really didn't didn't really help that much. So, <laughs> um, But, hey, I just think you guys got to get in the gym and just uh, get that get that shot selection better, work on your fundamentals, work on, you know, catching and shooting or getting game rhythm shots, the shots you're going to get in the game. I think that's just the biggest thing, biggest key. Yeah, and maybe they'll start turning things around. You never know. This might not happen overnight, but it's just I've been thinking about this. This team hasn't looked the same since Lonzo got hurt because Lonzo was your three-point – he was – Good from three point. He was a good facilitator. The problem with that is, I used to cr- I used to give Gar Pax a hard time for this. They used to keep saying when Derek got hurt. Well, if this front office is going to keep saying when Lonzo got hurt and you didn't do anything to replace Lonzo, this is what happens. Because I love yeah. Kobe White. I don't know if he's your point guard of the future right now, because starting lineup just looks flat. I thought th- again, we talked on on Monday. We're Tuesday's podcast drop. I thought they'd maybe find a spark somewhere. 
no change yeah. to the starting lineup, and they still look flat. Yeah, they look pretty flat. Like you said, uh, this Lonzo injury has definitely, you know, put a kind of cloud over this uh, this franchise uh, the last couple of years. And same thing with D. Rose getting hurt. I know I was a backup point guard when he got hurt, and it was a, like a culture shock. We all felt bad for him. Uh, but every year after that, they wouldn't found another, you know, uh, good backup point guard, Nate Robinson, DJ Augustine, guys who can still uh, pretty good, but obviously not the D Rose type, but uh, guys who can still score, play defense and still control and run your team and uh, still been successful. So hopefully they can find that in a, in a point guard out there uh, through free agency or somewhere like that. So uh, they just got to, you know, try to get that, get a point guard to really uh, steer the ship. Problem is at some point it's going to be too little too late because I, yeah. their window is not even the halfway point of the season. Like you get to the trade deadline and you're still like, if you're still lost, win, lost, win, can't put anything together. You're not really in the picture in the East. You've got to sell. Like you won't yeah. have a choice. And it feel, I feel bad five games in talking about whether you have to sell, but things don't look like they're turning around anytime soon. Yeah. They don't look like, like I said, you want to have little positive momentum each and every game, you know, working on something, something we can pinpoint every game and say, Hey, the bulls are doing this better or they're doing this better. But Five games in, I don't know if we can say they're doing anything better from the looks of it. The only thing that's better is Zach Levine looks good. I mean, he yeah. had 51 points in the loss to Detroit, which you guys score 51 points and you lose. Yeah. Man, you got you got to do some thinking there. I think he had over half their points in that game too. Like, yeah. he's been good, but there's been a lot of bad. And Patrick Williams just hasn't turned around either. Two scoreless games in the last three the other day we came on here and said, maybe it's time to move him to the bench and move him to that second unit. Billy hasn't done that yet. And I, I think it's not a matter of if, but when Tory Craig takes over for him, because he's clearly lighting a fire under this team when he comes in. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely playing well. And um, he's bringing that energy, that effort that you need to see. And uh, for Patrick Williams, you just hope he has that, still has that confidence. He's not losing confidence and, like you said, maybe him going to the bench would be a better option because he can be that kind of maybe number one scoring option uh, on the of the second unit. Uh, really, Caruso doesn't really uh, want to score or need to score. Ayo um, I- can score. Uh, Carter comes in and gets you gets some decent buckets. So, you know, Patrick Williams could be that number one option off the bench, and that could really help his confidence and hopefully de- continue to develop throughout the season. So I've got some stats here from Bulldog Anderson, Kevin Anderson at NBC Sports Chicago. He I guess he was technically my boss when I interned there. He always has some interesting stats. And the Bulls starting five has played 61 minutes together this year. And that's enough time to see like a pattern. And I think we are kind of seeing that pattern like we talked about. Their net rating ranks 13th in the league. Defensive rating ranks 14th. Offensive rating is 12th. So they're very much a middle of the pack team so far. But you break it down, he goes farther in his thread here. If you take it to three-man lineups, the offensive rating for Levine, DeRozan, and Vucevic, 98.2. Ouch. Hmm. Defensive rating, 114.3. Net rating of minus 16.1. That's that's not good. Like I'm not big into yeah. the numbers and the metrics and stuff like that, but even I can tell you that, that that's not good. Like the, like the great man Jay-Z once said, men lie, women lie, but numbers don't. <laughs> obviously, the numbers the numbers don't lie. And, uh, you know, uh, those those three put together obviously are in a good mix, like I said. So, obviously, something's going to need to change. Uh, maybe the chemistry is not there. I don't know what it is. The system, I uh, can't really put my, my finger on it, but uh, just those three together don't really make up a good good mix. Like, 
I'm gonna admit, I make this analogy all the time, but I'm especially going to do it because the new a new song dropped today, which is something I never thought I'd say. It's the Beatles. The Beatles didn't become big until Ringo joined the band. Love Pete right. Best. He's a good drummer. Ringo was the fourth guy. They took off. And the new song is really good, by the way. Like, you need Ringo. You need – you can't have Kobe White and Patrick Williams go scoreless like you did against yeah. Detroit. You can't have them in single digits. That's why I think Tory Craig would be a good guy to add in here because he can kind of come in. He'll be the energy guy, and he can score if you need him to. Yeah, for sure. And then they also just need a leader. I feel like there's no leader in this this whole group mix. Right. You no, know, Demar. Demar doesn't really want to be a leader. Zach's not really that kind of vocal kind of leader. Vooch definitely isn't. Uh, so you need a leader like a point guard type to come in here and command the show and and drive the ship and uh and just you know tell guys where to go, what to do, what not to do. And uh, that's where you really miss Lonzo Ball and, and the, all the things that he brings to the table because he was that leader for this team. Didn't really need the ball, but he can definitely dictate uh, how guys get the get the ball and get the shots. And I, I stand by Craig over Caruso in the starting lineup. Just, again, different look. But there's one more stat here from Bulldog. The five-man lineup of Vucevic, DeRozan, Caruso, Levine, and Kobe White has played 32 minutes together. Offensive rating, 111.4. Defensive rating, 100. Net rating, plus 11.4. So maybe he's the X factor. Maybe yeah. maybe Tory Craig needs to stay on the bench and lead the, and be the leader on that second unit. And maybe he can be a mentor for a guy like Patrick Williams with that second unit as Caruso jumps in the starting lineup because Caruso can play anywhere on the court. Like you can yeah, put him, you can sure. put him anywhere. That's what makes him so valuable. Yeah. Maybe you need that in the starting lineup. But the point is, whatever you have work going now, it's not working. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not working. I just think that the chemistry is a big thing. You can tell, like you know, just from watching like highlights and stuff, like the. The energy isn't there. Uh, the team camaraderie isn't there. Um, I, don't, I don't know if they like each other or not, um, but uh, it's just not, it's just not there. Something is it's not there with the with the team. I just dropped my pen. Um, good answer. <laughs> I heard you. I was gonna say like the uh, the trip to Nashville was supposed to fix all this, and yeah. clearly it hasn't been fixed. And I know it's early. I keep I keep prefacing that it's very early in the year, but yeah. this five game sample could mean nothing come February March. But you have to look at what's out there now. It's not great. And now you've got this in-season tournament starting. I, what do you think this is going to be like? Is this going to be like higher stakes? Or I don't know. I genuinely don't know what to expect. I think it will. I mean, I think it's more so about fan engagement. I think this is the March Madness of the NBA. So I think definitely fans will get a hold of it. Uh, obviously, the players will too. I know it's a lot of stake for the players. Uh Obviously, the money that they win doesn't, you know, make up the what they get paid throughout the year. But, you know, it's a little bit of bonus. <laughs> you can take yeah. a little trip with your family or something like that. But uh, I definitely think it's definitely bragging whites. Uh, just like you said earlier before the show, uh, the Commissioner's Cup and the WNBA, they uh, they, they do the same same type, similar thing. So I think it would definitely be fun. And uh, and obviously, it's coming to, to Vegas for the semifinals and the finals. So what better way to come to the sports and entertainment capital of the world to put on the show? <laughs> Yeah, Vegas is becoming a sports town. Like, you know, yeah. it was known for, like, the obviously your sports betting and all that. But now you've you got the Knights, Stanley Cup champions. The A's are on their way there. There's yeah. talk of – you've got the Aces there, world champions yeah. back-to-back. There's talk yeah. of an NBA franchise coming there. you got the Raiders, if you want to call them decent or not watchable. But <laughs> you still got, you've still got an NFL team there. Like, it's becoming a sports destination. And I think this this could be a good way to kind of – okay, how is the city going to react to the NBA coming to town? Like, I think that's an interesting thing and just also the bonuses and stuff. But all in all, 
I'm intrigued to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely going to be fun and exciting times. Like I said, it's something new and uh, something that we haven't seen before in the NBA. So it's definitely going to be a trial and error, but definitely a test for to see if the NBA can come to a city and like Las Vegas and, and uh, you know, have a good impact. And the fans will, you know, get a hold of it and the city will support it. Like, obviously, the summer league's there. The summer league has been in – how long has it been in Vegas now? Like Forever. Yeah. yeah. And it gets like, bigger and bigger every year. <laughs> right. But you, the summer league, you're not you're not seeing the big names. You're seeing, like, the high draft picks and a couple of guys trying to make some rosters. Now yeah. you're going to see, hopefully, the best of the best here. And the right. payouts are make the, they make this interesting for the players. If they make the knockout round, $50,000 a player, and that number keeps growing until $500,000 per player to the winner – I initially thought it was a million dollars per player for the winner, but I yeah. guess it's 500,000. But I think, again, we're still kind of learning how this works. There's new court designs too. Like they're, they're really yeah. leaning into this with the marketing and the, the stakes and the different court designs. The bulls are going to wear their city edition uniforms, which they're not great, but mm. well, that's another discussion for another day, but <laughs> you've got, they're doing different stuff for it. And I like, I like different. Yeah, different different is definitely, you know, the new thing to do and something we haven't seen before. Like I said, I love the court designs. It's something new, something, you know, funky and, you know, colorful for all different teams. So it's definitely going to be fun to see. And uh, like I said, it's, it's going to be more fun to see how the players react to it and how serious they take these games. I think it's going to be interesting, too, to see how these courts look on TV because some of them, when they post the, when they post the mock-ups of them, yeah. they look really cool. Like the Bulls look sweet with the red and the black stripe. How's it going to look on TV though? Like it's, it's one of, it's one of those things. I remember when DePaul, yeah. DePaul put down a new court at Wintrust. Was it DePaul? Or, I'm sorry. It was UIC. Sorry. It was UIC. that put down a new court at the, it was the pavilion. Now it's credit union one. And it had the Chicago flag on it going across the yeah. middle of it. So you had the, you had your hardwood on the side, your typical light, light brown hardwood with a Chicago flag across the middle. Looked yeah. fantastic in person. It looked great on the mock-ups on social media. On TV, though, didn't necessarily translate. Like, I yeah. worry about that now. But again, it's another way to get people talking about it. Like, get them excited. Like, you get four games before the knockout round. Bulls start at Friday against Brooklyn. Maybe they're, they're playing for something now. Let's see how they do playing for something, I guess, could be an angle to take. Yeah, I think so. It's not, like I said, this could change their season around. You know, I think they're all definitely... Winnable games, especially Brooklyn, and uh, I forgot the other team they're playing, but uh, other ones in their bracket. I know Toronto's going to be tough out for them. Obviously, Boston is also, but you know the other two are the definitely Magic. winnable games. Magic, yeah, uh, well, the Magic's going to be tough too. Young, you know, uh, sparky team, scrappy team. So, but uh, I think those two are definitely winnable games. So hopefully, they can just come to play and maybe kind of move on to the next round. Would you have liked to have played in one of these when you were playing? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, this this would have been definitely, you know, fun. And uh, just anything for bragging rights, I think, as a player and as a team was definitely good. And then you get a, you get a big bonus at the end if you win it. <laughs> right, right. Like, again, it's it's different. A little more. It's a little entertainment in the middle of the year because, like, yeah. you're going to you're going to get to the point here. The newness of the season is going to wear off. You're into the you're into the grind like you're going to. Yeah. It's something to maybe generate more interest. And I'm sure the sports books will enjoy it, too. Like, yeah. it's. Mm -hmm. Like I said, the, I mean, WNBA does something like this. I want to say, now I don't watch soccer, admittedly, but I think the Premier League does something like this or something similar. Maybe it's the Champions yeah. League, one of the two. Like Other leagues do this. Now, this is part of the new CBA, so we're going to see how this goes. But like you said, the Bulls draw with Brooklyn, Orlando, Toronto, Boston. That's not going to be easy. Yeah. I, I'm really high on the Magic this year. I just I was last year, too, and I knew their like, ceiling was kind of limited because they were so young. Yeah. 
another year with that group. They've got some young, talented dudes. I think you're in for an awakening there when you face the Magic in two weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Coach Jamal has them uh, playing hard, playing scrappy. Uh, those those young guards are, are fast and quick, and they're, they're not scared of anybody. They don't back down from anybody. They're, they came ready to play, and uh, I think they're just trying to put their imprint on the game. I continue my victory lap when I said Paulo Boncaro should go number one over Jabari Smith. Everybody thought I was nuts. Everybody said yeah. they should have taken Jabari. I was sitting here saying, take Paolo. Take, I'm still taking the victory lap. I don't know how long it's acceptable for a victory lap, but I'm going to stay on this for probably the rest of the year. It's acceptable but, forever, as long as you made the pick. <laughs> hey, I was on the whole way. The whole way. And in the NFL, I said the Jaguars should have taken Aiden Hutchinson, too, when they took Trayvon Walker. I, they should have taken Aiden Hutchinson. So I'm two for two right. there, my first couple of drives. <laughs> like, but, you know, Brooklyn's an interesting matchup here just because they've had so much turnover. Everybody's gone from who started last year. With, you know, Harden's gone, KD's gone, Kyrie's gone. They've got some good, talented players in there. They just don't yeah. have necessarily, like, the big names, the star power that they did. And I think this is going to be a good test because we saw how they handled Toronto, how the Bulls handled Toronto. They don't have Fred Van Vliet. I think that kind of got exposed in that game. They're losing to Boston. I don't, I'll be shocked if they beat Boston. No, no way around it. (laughs) Yeah. I think think, I'll be happily be wrong. I will happily get this clip on overtakes exposed, but they're not beating Boston. So you've got an opportunity here with Brooklyn out of the gate. Get this thing rolling, and then obviously you play some more games before you play Orlando. But get off to a good start and change the narrative a little bit. Yeah, that's what they got to do. They got to come in and just just find a way to win, man. Like you've always been saying, and uh, just come out there and try to try to uh, just turn the season around. It can start right here um, and just figure it out. Hopefully, they can uh, correct a lot of things that they're uh, missing. Uh, definitely rebounding, you know, three point shooting, uh, just playing togetherness, and I think that's the big thing. I just mentioned the Raiders a little bit ago. It's the Al Davis line. Just win, baby. Yeah. Just win. Yeah. That's all you got to do. It's not hard. Winning, winning <laughs> cures all. Winning yeah. will cure everything. It, it could be, it could be a game in which you only shoot 17 threes and you find a way to win. Guess what? It wins a win. Yeah. Like, yeah. You play as long as you play to your strengths and you win the game. You, I think you're going to hear the criticism quite at least a little bit. At least, at least for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, yeah. I think that that's uh, just like an Indiana game. It was an ugly win, but they still won the game. Uh, I think that's just what they got to do. They got to play to their strengths and not fall victim to the three-point line. But that means also kind of guard the three-point line also. In Dallas game, they gave up so many threes and so many uh, meaningless uh, and one fouls on three-point baskets. And uh, you can't give up a couple play- two players uh, knocking down seven threes. You got to guard the three-point line better than that. 24 second-chance points. And a lot of those weren't like putbacks. They were long rebounds that should have been caught and should have been rebounded. Instead, yeah. they're catching them out at the top of the key. Like, mm-hmm. go fight for the ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that just comes down to effort for me. Uh, you know, right. They're not giving the effort that needs to be put in there. Uh, maybe they need to do like an old Michigan State uh, rebounding drill. Just put a put a cap on top of the rim and just everybody just duke yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Tom Izzo is one of the best to ever do it, man. There's a reason. Yeah. There's a reason why. Reason yeah, why yeah. he's one of the best to ever do it is stuff like that. But now we so we talked about the in-season tournament impacting Friday's game. Should also mention that's the first half of back-to-back. So that's going to be interesting because the second game of that is at Denver. Nothing's yeah. going to go wrong there when you're going to Denver on the second half of a back-to-back like that. Yeah, back to the world <laughs> champions. Yeah, they're they're pretty hungry still and they they want to repeat, I think. Uh they think they want to tell people that they're, you know, back and not just not wasn't the fluke. Even if they weren't the defending champs, you got to play in Denver on the second half of back to back. 
mile high. Yeah. Like that's that's not easy for a normal game with the altitude change and everything like that. Like, oh yeah. Throat's gonna I be mean, getting dry, you're gonna need water quicker. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that's gonna be fun. And then you've got you come back home to take on Utah and then Phoenix and then you got Detroit again and Milwaukee. There's another back to back next week. Like first part of the schedule here, you knew it wasn't gonna be easy. Did I think it'd be this ugly? Not necessarily. They expect better. Yeah. Maybe changes are on the way. If there's a time to make some changes, it's again. I'd say I'd say against Brooklyn because on De- when you go to Denver, you're going to be tired. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They definitely got to just like just take it one game at a time. Um, you know, control what they can control. But uh, at the end of the day, you don't have you don't have to coach or tell someone to play hard or play with effort. They got to bring that each and every night. And I can take them losing games, stuff like that. But uh, you can't can't take losing games with no effort and no no energy. That said, I don't want any more players only meetings right after games. Like not not yeah, not yet. You had the you had one after the opener. That's fine. No, they, you had you had your only one. That's it. They don't get any more. <laughs> you only right. get one a year. <laughs> right. Now like if you have if after practice you just want to talk, like that's different. The one after the opener, that sounded like it there was some frustration in there and Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, again, I was told a trip to Nashville was gonna help avoid all the issues we talked about today. But Yeah. Hey, you would hope, uh, you would hope a, a players only meeting would change some things and you would see positive spurts throughout the next couple of games. And we just haven't seen that. So I don't really know what the point of a players only meeting was. Yeah. Like Zach got going, which is nice. Vooch yeah. woke up. That's been nice, but now you've got to put it all together and you've got time. Yeah. There's plenty yeah, of time yeah. here. And you've seen, you, you've seen some up and down games this year across the league. Like, I mean, I talked, we talked the other day about Milwaukee Dame had nine points in a game. Like, yeah. th- that this is going to happen. It's just yeah. you've got to capitalize when something like this happens. Like, what if I told you that the Milwaukee Bucks were a half game worse or half game better than the Bulls? They're two and right. two. Bulls are two and three. Like, it's yeah. anything can happen in the NBA. Yeah. We say that all the time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you just got to take your opinions as they come and uh, they just got to, you know, figure it out. Um, at the end of the day, they. They still have uh, a way to fix all this that's wrong and kind of make it right. So that it's really just onto them to to make it better. Yep, and we'll see what happens next year. We're gonna see how this in season tournament goes. We'll we will track it throughout this first game. I I the court looks sweet, man. Like if you haven't seen yeah, it, go it find nice. <laughs> go find what it. I hope it translates to TV. I told you my fears because I went to UIC hmm. or I went to the UIC game against Loyola. Like that, there's my fears, but it's gonna be fun. Get people talking build some excitement and hopefully yeah. they play at least a little better, just a little yeah, better. Just, and just a little maybe, bit. <laughs> maybe they'll allow 20 second chance points instead of 24. Who knows? <laughs> but we're going to knock down home. some more threes. <laughs> oh, please knock down some threes in 2023. <laughs> knock down some threes, please. I can't shoot threes, but hmm. I don't, I'm not being paid to do that. I'm getting paid to talk here to you every week. Like that's my job. <laughs> but on that fun note, we're going to go ahead and tie a bow on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network presented by betonline.ag. Use that promo code BLEAV, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit over at BetOnline and buy our shirt as well. Jordan Pippen, 98, the last dance, shop.bleed.com. CJ, another fun show in the books. See you back here next week. And again, hopefully things are looking a little better. I'd like to avoid back-to-back losses if possible. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hope so. We can hopefully they'll turn it around, turn the ship around. We'll see how long that takes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see everybody back here on Tuesday. Enjoy the weekend. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.